Blog. Welcome to You Are Okay, powered by Blog Talk Radio. My name is Bob, and my co-host is Mara. Good morning, Mara. How are you today? I am great. Good morning to everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm wonderful. Oh, good. I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening to the show, and thanks for being yourself, and thanks for being enough. And I'm going to start out a little different today. I ran across a little prayer that is in the book, Janelle Moon, How to Pray Without Being Religious. I think I might have read this once before on the air. I can't remember, but thankful this morning a lot, and I just happened to come across this. So, start with everyone. Thank you for my life. Thank you for all here with me. Thank you for my part in the whole. I've been given much life in all its tiny moments. Thank you. There is everything here for me, haven of my day. Wonder, notice, and create. Thank you for life. I'm alive with spirit. Thank you, spirit, for my friend. Thank you for helping me feel love that's offered. All around, season each lovely, my heart and my life. Thanks and praise life as it is. Any helped in ways I needed but could not see. Thank you for the new growth outside my window. Thank you for high boots and warm feet. Why am I here? What is my ground? Where is my spirit body? Why must I pray? What are some things that stay? Do I listen to the song or the singer? Why are we gathered here? What can silence give me? Is nothing a good thing? Where is death? Why should I wish for a string of pearls? Is it me? How can I repack my old trunk? Oh, I love so much. The way do I find shelter? How can I reach the place I can't? How can I help the core of the apple? Again, thanks everyone for being here and sharing your time, sharing what all our appointment with love. Love is what we call God, whether that's Yahweh, Allah, Mother Earth, Nine One, whatever the face of God is for you. We call that love. And thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. And thank you, Bob, for that beautiful opening. I love that prayer. That's that's exquisite and uh, so fitting for our topic today, and which uh, is going to be about um, each of us being an angel and uh, just the implications of that idea of uh, us being angels. On some level, that inspires almost to fear because are we acting in an angelic way but we'll leave all of that discussion for later i loved your opening thank you so much great to oh hear. thank you and thanks to janelle moon for providing that through yes. her it's wonderful that she's able to to share that with us yes yes and and you know i I want to send good wishes to all of our listeners, to a a positive energy boost to each and every one of you. I sense out there this morning listening 
or someone who's going to come and listen later, talk about hedging your bets, huh? Is <laughs> someone who is really, really in need of an affirmation and a reminder that they are enough just as they are. You know, we get so caught up in our behavior and our past uh, that we sometimes forget our value just as we are. I had, um, I have a an email. No, that's not right. What's it called? I have a blog account uh, that's called... Um, Marilyn at Zanga dot com, and I wrote something there the other day. Unfortunately, I, I I'm going to try and cut it out later and and close the site because it plays our program. But uh, I really, really, really like the um, something that I wrote there the other day, or maybe that the Lord wrote with me, that love wrote for me. And I wanted to share that right now because I think it fits in with what you just read. And I also want to find out about what's been going on in your life the last few days and certainly share our, our momentous decision from last weekend. But right. this this passage is blessings. Recently I recognized that the word blessings does not mean the same thing for everyone, but universally we seem to not notice that we are blessed. I'm not sure if that is because we have expectations about what being blessed is, or we tend to look past now to then and when. But one thing is for sure, there are many times we take the luster off the moment by looking first at what it is not. Other times the moment dims in comparison to joy or pain that has passed. There are still other times that are not are seen not for the glory, but for the glory they may presage that is to come. I am working hard to be the best person I can be now, and in the process, I am learning that it is easier when I open the presence from God, love, and cherish it for what it holds, empty of all of what it coulda, shoulda, woulda held if it was a different time. Join me, Grace Now. I believe together we can cause a global change in attitude simply through contentment with things as they are. And I'm sending that passage that I wrote all that time ago, um, I don't know, at least three weeks ago, to whoever it is that is right now really, really disconcerted. Because I feel that energy. And I feel them needing to know that we can get past anything in our life by doing the kinds of thankfulness discussion that Janelle Moon created for us at the beginning of the show and staying in the moment. It is such a challenge to stay in the moment. And in this moment, we obviously are celebrating love with you, but in the process, we are really really celebrating you for love. We are celebrating you for love. Very good point. And we do all need to be, you know, we do, we take those moments where uh, of thankfulness and we might say, oh, thanks, that was great. You know, we get that maybe sudden rush or sudden buzz from having accomplished something or having visualized and seen it come into fruition. But we we forget. We seem to, yeah. 
move on to the next thing and not and 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 not relish the thing. You know, we maybe have worked very hard at something or you know, taken a long time to manifest something and we do we take as much time to relish in the joy of having done that or in, in or taken the time as much time to be thankful that seeing the that fruit I don't think we do. I think that's where maybe we miss the mark a little bit is we're not as thankful as we should or we're not as thankful for as long as we should be for the thing, for our accomplishments, for lack of a better word. And we need to yeah more time being thankful and enjoying the, the our accomplishments. Yeah, and normally right now, Bob, you and I would spend some of our time and our energy talking uh, and some of everyone else's, our listeners' time, talking about what's going on in our lives. But right now, why don't we take just a few minutes here and as we talk about our past week, talk about it in terms of thankfulness, those things that have occurred that have made us, helped us recognize that there is a divine spark of energy that is there for us. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, you asked me this morning about the topic, and I told you, oh, I'm not, I I was, I basically told you that it scared me at first and that I wasn't going to tell you anything else because I wanted to share a story from this week with you. And I I don't think you could have, um, uh, even if I would have told you, I don't know that you could have uh, done an introduction to my story that would have been so, so, that was just so right on and so right in the moment. First thing I want to say is I watched a movie. Those who know me know I don't watch movies very often. And if I even watch one, I usually fall asleep. But for some reason, and where I was staying this week, and this isn't the story, but for some reason it's coming to me, the, the Internet wouldn't work in the evenings. I don't know if Phoenix was just too hot and the Internet gave up or what, but in the evenings, I, basically that meant I couldn't work because the Internet wasn't there. So what would you? What is your backup? Is kind of watch TV. Well, the TV was out as well. So we watched the movies, and I watched a movie. It's an Adam Sandler movie called Click, and it's a cute, funny movie. But fundamentally, the message is live in the moment and don't try to fast forward. Don't take that remote control and click forward in your life, and don't click backwards in your life looking back. And don't make things go faster than they should and take that time to be thankful. So if anybody's looking for a good movie, that's my choice to to offer to you. Don't know why I came up with just saying that, but I did. Anyway, back to the original story. Yeah, that's good, the, though. That's a good add-on. The, um, <clears throat> I was traveling this week to do a presentation for, for a, in a conference in Chicago, and I was a little bit, I don't want to say scared, because I wasn't scared, but I felt like, I felt unprepared a little bit, and I always like to be very prepared, and and maybe that's, you know, my lesson in staying in the moment and not worrying so much about being prepared, but even when I know that I am, but what I decided to do is is I didn't, I wasn't staying at the place where I I was going to be speaking, and I had a 7 a.m. engagement, so I wanted to make sure that I knew where I was going. I knew I had selected a hotel within walking distance, and I got there in the early evening, So, and it was a beautiful night in Chicago. And so 
I start walking down the street towards where the hotel was going to be, and to my surprise, if you, it was very, very close, a lot closer than what MapQuest said that it was. But on my walk there, a gentleman came up to me and said, excuse me, sir. And I said, hi, how are you doing today? And he said, oh, I'm doing good, thank you. And he said, I'm, I'm just trying to find, and we were made eye contact and had a little bit of conversation, and he said, in the end, well, could you help me out? I really need, you know, I'd like you, your help in getting me something to eat. And, you know, a couple things went through my head, and I, you know, I, I knew I had money in my wallet, but I had exactly enough money to get me back to the cab, to the take to the airport, and then from the airport back to home the following day. And I also wouldn't open up my wallet in front of, in, in, in a busy street like that either. So, you know, my bad for not doing, for not giving him anything. But um, I just sat there and talked to him, and I told him, I said, you know what, I, I really don't have any money to spare right now. And he said, you know what, that's okay, because most people don't even take the time to acknowledge me and don't even take the time to talk to me, and you've done that, and thank you. Wow. And I've kind of beat myself up a little bit over the week saying, you know, I could have given him money and gone to the ATM machine. I could have opened up my wallet. Why was I afraid to do that? And I, you know, this morning I, I sat in my in a, my chair after I saw the topic today and I, I picked up a book and I started to read it. And, you know, I and, and I just was in total disagreement with what the book was saying. And the book was, you know, kind of espousing that we should only have faith in the universe and that we should only ask for things that are for all of mankind and, you know, basically, you know, saying that we're not enough to have or ask for anything for ourselves, which I'm not in agreement with. So I decided to put that book down and I came into my office and after that, or I sat there for a while and the, the, the story of this man again, and I can still just see his image so clearly. And... I was kind of beating myself up again, you know, why didn't I give him something, da-da-da-da-da. And I came into my office and I saw the, a book sitting there called Communion with God. And what I, what I tend to do when I'm drawn to a book is I'll pull a number randomly out of my head or a number comes to my head of where I should pick up in the book and start reading. And usually it's right on, right what I need. And there was a bookmark in the book and in my Mine, the number 197 came up into my mind, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to open it up to page 197. Well, 197 also happens to be where the bookmark is at. So I'm going, okay, this is really right on. So I'm going to share with you what um, is on page 197 and part of 198. So it says, now, and this is from Neil Donald Walsh, um, Communion with God, now you have prepared the way. All that is left is to move into willingness to have your meeting with the Creator within, to experience communion with God. This can be an encounter that you experience physically or mentally or both. You may weep with joy, tremble with excitement, or rock in ecstasy. Or you may simply and quietly move one day into a gentle awareness that you know, know now. You know about the illusion and the reality. You know about yourself and about God. You understand the oneness and the individuation of the oneness. You understand it all. This experience of knowing may remain with you or it may come and go. 
Do not feel exalted if it stays, and do not feel discouraged if it goes. Simply notice what is so, then choose what you next wish to experience. Even masters have been known to occasionally choose not to experience their mastery, sometimes for the joy of reawakening to it, and sometimes for the purpose of awakening others. This is why things can happen to masters that you, in your place of judgment, do not think should or could be happening if they were, quote-unquote, really masters. Therefore, judge not and neither condemn, for you may meet your master this very day as the bag lady on the street or the mugger in the park and not only as the guru on the mountaintop. In fact, rarely so. The master who appears as a master is seldom acknowledged and more often rebuked. Yet the master who walks among you, appearing as one of you, is often the master who makes the most impact. So be alert, for you do not know at what hour your master may come. He may even come as what you chose to call a criminal, disobeying the most sacred laws and customs of your society, and be crucified because of it. Yet, in the aftermath, you will seek to remember every word he ever spoke. And wow, I just sat back in my chair and said... You know, what the man told me was, thank you, you stopped and talked to me. Yes, yes. You know, it just, wow, it just made me, ooh, I'm just getting goosebumps again. And then I looked across the desk, and mm-hmm. there's this little, um, I, I don't recall Micah buying this, but it was a little metal, and on it it says, Angel of Protection. And I picked oh. it up and I went over and I said, where did you get this? And he said, oh, I got that when we were in Sedona. So, you know, the topic was angels. I yes. now believe that that was an angel there to mm-hmm. had a message for me to stop yes. and talk, stop and smell the roses, stop and live in the moment. And then I see this little token here that says angel of protection. And wow, what a morning. Yes. What a morning. What a beautiful, beautiful morning. I um, just, I'm not saying what I'm about to say to laud me. Uh, And I, I want, you know, and yet if I don't share my experience, then I will perpetrate the fear that causes us People to be hesitant to open their wallets. People to be hesitant to talk to someone who's homeless. People to just be succumbing to the fear that somehow there's not enough. And so my story is rather simple. I have opened my wallet in Honolulu in Milwaukee in Detroit, no, Minneapolis, I believe, I believe, Um, Santa Fe, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, in the presence of people who have less than I have. And I have never been mugged one time in my life. And the point of that, my friends, is we generally do not share our largesse because we are afraid there is not enough for us. 
And there is enough. There is enough. And I have never, there was a time when my, my, from my children's entire life, I was largely, from the time my oldest daughter was seven, I was a single parent. And there would be times when I felt moved to give the money that I had in my wallet in a church service, and I was always amazed. It was the beginning of my awakening that there was enough, and maybe I need to say that out loud today too because I got afraid about there not being enough yesterday for a while. And I would always get money, unexpected money, the next day. I was always taken care of when I took the time to share. I'm too stupid to be afraid and to know that you're not supposed to do things in cities. In fact, until uh, Bob just told us about opening the wallet, I didn't know that I should have had that fear. So if I'd had it, I'm not sure walking alone in those cities, and I've almost, I walk alone a lot of places, um, I probably, had I known that that was potentially a dangerous thing, wouldn't have done it. And I'm glad I didn't know about that fear. But I know about my own fears. I know about my fears of not being enough, of not having enough to get to a place, of not being able to realize something I truly want, and they're debilitating. And the reason I have always opened my wallet is because and that's really what gave breath to this, in part to this program today, is I've always thought, how do I know which one of the people standing before me is an angel? If I don't treat everyone who asks me for money and as an angel, and if I have it, sometimes I don't have it. I feel very strongly for the homeless and would very much like to become involved in something to help the homeless in our country because I also feel a bit of shame about there being homelessness. But I really work hard not to be afraid. And I've had some men who are twice my size and have opened my wallet in their presence and, and given them something. And so I think that Bob and I together have kind of given a combined story about the idea that, and perhaps what's prompting this, uh, and before we go into our centering exercise, I'd like to say that when this topic came to me, it came to me because I have so many friends who are looking outside themselves for the angels who are angelic themselves and don't see it. They they do all sorts of kind, caring things and do not see the internal value of themselves, the angel within them. And so I, I got the idea that this is what this program is about. It's not just waiting for an angel to manifest in our lives, but being the angel that manifests in someone else's life. And you know what, folks? If you don't have money, what Bob did is great. If you don't have money, to say to someone who's homeless, I'm sorry, I don't have any money today, but peace be with you today. God bless you. Manifest the angel that's within you. 
that's a challenge. It really is. And um, I think we probably, unless you disagree, Bob, should do our centering exercise, and maybe we can queue up some callers at 646-595-3584. Yes, please call in. Tell us about your experience with angels or maybe when you felt that, you know, or in occasions when someone might have even told you, wow, you're such an angel to be here and God sent you to me to be to help me through this because I think that we are all we are all angels. We just don't I I think you're right. We kind of look for, you know, the wings and the mm-hmm. you know, angel Gabriel type to come down and stand in front of us and that to be an angel, but in fact we are all someone's angel at some point in our lives and there are angels out there for for us when necessary too, maybe to remind us that we need to that we need to talk to God more, that we need to talk to to live in the moment more. Yes, yes, the, and, and really, that's what your passage was saying too. Right. Is, is you don't have to all at all times be in touch with some divine inspiration to be a divine being, be to be a divinely inspired being, to be a divine being. That's right. And let us all begin our centering and breathing exercise this morning there is a seed in you that is your center it is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows it lies in the heart in the deepest place of your being where love is never ending it is the place where love can find protection love can find its root love can find its wings to grow this is your center This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Let us take three deep breaths together this morning afternoon this evening whatever time it is where you are let's pull let's just from having ourselves centered let's focus on our heart today and that being our spiritual center on that heart that's there beating without us needing to tell it anything or reminding it of anything it just remembers and let's just pull air up through our feet Feel the air pulling up through our shins, up into our, up through our lower gut, up into our gut, up into your lungs and just fill those lungs with air, as much air as you can take in. Pull that air up until you can feel it coming up over into your clavicles and pulling in more air than you ever thought that you could and then let that air out and blow that air out and push that air up through the top of your head and let it go down the back of your neck and down your back and feel that oxygen getting into your blood and warming that blood and making it flow more vibrant and more beautiful than you can imagine. Let it fill up your bending all the oxygen throughout your body exchanging out that carbon dioxide with the plants 
you rely upon and that rely upon us, that remind us that we are all one, that all of the creatures of the sea, all the animals of the earth and all of the humans, that we are all connected to the universe. We all breathe and exchange air for one another. And again, pull that air up, body, feel it energizing you, feel whole, making you feel part of the world, connected with every living. And then let that air out and push all of the air out of your lungs, all out all of the stale air, any of the negativity that you've picked Exhale that from your body. Release all of that negative energy and push it into the earth. Let's take one last breath together. Cling up. Cling that air up. Saying, I am enough. Enough. I am enough. Let's all exhale that last breath. Cling out every bit of negativity from your body. Remember that if there's only one person 
who hears a program in the midst of millions of choices around the world. That one person is there by divine inspiration. It's not an accident. Let's feel the energy of all who are here and all who will come. Let us link our hands as we lift out our left arm. Oh, Divine One, we are meditating together as one unit. Our arms are linked around this planet that we live in, and we are sending love. We begin to see our planet exploding in little atomic pops of love as each and every one of us strive to show love. And when we fail, we pick ourselves up and start again. Let us together see the butterflies that are around us now, flitting, reminding us the change is afoot. Let us remember that we are agents of change. Let us forgive ourselves for those times when fears stop us from doing the right thing. Let us forgive ourselves those times when we judge what the right thing should have been. And instead know that whatever we did was precisely what we were able to do at that moment. Let us remember that in every moment we are changing. We are growing. We are expanding. We are becoming more. We are love. And as we invite the energy of that knowledge into our lives, We see the atoms of love on this planet, lightening it, brightening it, and we recognize the possibility of peace. Love is the way. All we are saying is give love a chance. Thank you. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. You know, as you were talking about butterflies, I have... um, Micah always puts little cards or little notes in my suitcase when I go on the road and will leave if he knows I'm going to get home before um, he will. If I'm coming back from the road, he'll leave little cards or little notes around the house and... um, Yesterday, I came across one that he uh, had given me a few weeks ago, I think, and I sat it here on the desk, and it's a butterfly. It's just the card is just the butterfly, not just the butterfly, but it is a butterfly, and 
So, wow. Yeah. Change is afoot. We should feel it in the wind and give ourselves permission to live it in our behavior. I will be frank with you, friends. Uh, We've done this program now a lot of time. I was surprised at the number of episodes we have. I don't know that I've ever started crying. And today I did as we centered ourselves. Crying in joy with hope that change is afloat, afloat, afoot, both. It's floating around us with butterflies everywhere around the United States in just beautiful numbers. And those are each reminders to us. I think I was telling Bob last week when he visited me, which was such a blessing for me. Oh, for me as well. Thank you. I had uh, I had this guy who's the head of personnel in my office one day, and this little butterfly flew in. And I didn't even realize that butterflies are necessarily are different sizes. I always thought butterflies, you know, were pretty much the same. And it was just this little yellow butterfly. And it flew in and it came over and it flew around in my office. My gosh, where's a butterfly coming from? And and then it flew over and it was flying, flying around him and he was trying to kill it. And I said, oh, don't kill the butterfly. Because he and I were working on a project that changed for our employer. And I said, this is an omen from God that we have done well. It's a salute to each of us that we have done a good job on this project that we have reached beyond our fears, too. I didn't say this part to him. I just said, and he says, okay, I'll just bat it away. I won't kill it. (laughs) (laughs) But my friends, when you see this, know that God God is applauding what you're doing. See God around you. Believe that you're worthy for God to send the message to you in the form of a butterfly. Believe that you're valuable enough that when the wind is blowing, God is kissing your face. Relish it. Feel the joy of it. Know you are enough. And be thankful there are so many who are feeling this experience. And pass it on. Help them feel the joy of it. Last week I was cleaning um, with water off one of the patios in my house, and um, I I think I I harmed a wasp nest, and I'm kind of divided on that one. I want you to know, but what I want to tell you is what a miracle I experienced, because that wasp. Uh, as I, one of the wasps, you know, they have like these little guards. One of the guards came up and he blew, he actually came right into me. I could feel the fur of his skin. I didn't even know if wasps were furry. I could feel the fur of his skin as he went away. He didn't sting me. To me, that's one of the miracles of my week. 
when I was saying, let's talk about what we're thankful for in the moment, the miracles of our week, the recognition that we are important enough to God, that we are angels, and so we can be angels by showing our action to our others. And, I mean, it's things like last week, my uh, elevator thing in my house that takes stuff up from the ground floor to the floor where every all the activity is, the living is, I kind of screwed it up and it wouldn't move. And I said to Bob, I said, Bob, the, my guide, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, he's laughing, because I'm sure I probably looked funny, too, because last week I was not, I was wearing what not to wear. So we need to keep that part in mind. And so the um, the guy, my guides in my head say, put weights in it. So I went and I got all of the weights that I have for exercising and I put them in. And then uh, I thought, oh, this is not enough. So I went and I got this big crystal rock and I got this big container of 409. And I chomp it up the stairs and walk down the hall and put it in there. And Bob's kind of looking at me because he's sitting in this chair he likes reading. And he says, what are you doing? And I said, they say to put weights in it, that it'll, it'll be okay that it's it's going to be fine. And so, because uh, I knew I'd pushed it up too high and it ha- had caused it to interfere with the motor Just for a clarification, bit. it's a dumb waiter, not an elevator. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, my ele- yeah, my, well, it's my stuff elevator. Okay, anyway, yes. So, yeah, it's a dumb waiter. So, uh, then I just closed the door and I waited and yesterday something, they said, okay, it's fixed. I went over and pressed the button and Bam, it came right downstairs. <laughs> so that's a miracle in my life. Folks, look for God doing things in your life like that. No look matter how small they are. Exactly. No matter how small how, and how inconsequential they are. Because it might because just be we, one of those like this that we can just laugh about later. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But how amazing, because there I was. I did what I, you know. What I intuition whole... or your guides told you yeah. to do was yes. put, put the weight there. And, and I have to tell you, I was a little skeptical. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, so I do it. <laughs> I thought, well, you're usually right on, so I'm going to let you go. Let you... <laughs> Finding all this stuff to put in there. <laughs> And then when I said, I think that's enough, (laughs) how do I know? I had no idea. But it was. It was enough. And uh, in my life this week, we had a big to-do in the media because some boys who were in a correctional facility had taken a black watermelon seed. They had taken several seeds and made cartoon-type characters of them for our state fair display. Hmm. And then, and they, and one of them was a watermelon seed. And the reason being that the county that I live in and work for sends water, sends seeds around the world in record numbers. We're champions. We are premier in the world for the seeds that we send, so that other people can enjoy watermelon and pumpkin and all sorts of products. And so, and it's a very big industry here. And these boys had done really a cutting-edge kind of cartoonish depiction of each of these seeds, and they all had cute names. And that went to become our State Fair exhibit. 
And these boys had done our state fair for eight years. And one year they did our exhibit, not the same boys, but boys, high school age boys, with uh, their shop teacher. One year they did the state uh, fair when their correctional facility was surrounded by fire. Mm. So I thought, what a positive statement to be coming out of these boys. Well, a couple went by, and you know what? I do respect the couple that went by, and I do respect their feelings. But thousands of people went by and saw these as genre of kind of graffiti art, the stuff you see on Cartoon Network, you know, stuff you see in video games, just kids today kind of artwork. Thousands went by. No one thought anything of it. In fact, one of the persons who went by was a person who is an expert on what they call Jim Crow memorabilia. And she didn't think anything of it when she went by the first time. But this couple went by, and they saw this as racially insensitive. And, yes. Sometimes we just go way too far with what we, you know, you just don't let things be and don't live in the moment and come up with these types of... uh, and it, I thought me, we were. You, you're exposing your own prejudices when you when you say things when people say things like that. Is my opinion. Yes. But. Yes. And and you know and I will be frank. For me, I I thought we. You know what, folks? Remember, I'm so stupid that I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid about opening my wallet in major cities. So you need to keep that in mind. I operate from really a weird spot, I'll admit it. But when I say to you, I thought we were learning to be all about who everybody was and embrace them for who they are. Now, I'm not saying to you that I do not think that there is disparity in our society for people of color. Because I I was involved in a very long-term relationship with, with a black man, and I saw it. I know it's there. The fact that I have blue eyes and blonde hair does not change, cause me to think that we don't have such disparity. But we are. We can't get trapped in the disparity because then we won't change it. We somehow validate it and ratify it. So here I am, you know, thinking, geez, what's going on? And I was provided the opportunity to prepare the press release about what these boys had done, how they had done it, putting what they called the backstory in. And there was just a groundswell of support for these young men. That was an act of God. That was an act of God. It really was. And so that's my week. My week has been against that backdrop of just beautiful things happening, silly things like my my lift thing. Okay, whatever it is. A dumb waiter. Don't, doesn't that sound demeaning? Anyway, uh, my, my... Demeaning, doesn't it? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Is it, that yeah, elevator, like, I thought. I think she's saying elevator because she doesn't want to say dumb waiter. <laughs> exactly. I am. I hate that. But anyway, well, that that thing that lifts things up that is good for me, you know, and uh, these boys and butterflies in my office and releasing uh, a new personnel code that, that attempts to be positive. All of these things, all of these things are blessings 
from God. And I've done my best. And even if other people don't view them that way, and folks, I think that's where our problem comes, and we'll talk about that a bit next week, is we get so caught up in how our conduct is viewed by others and wanting approval that we trap ourselves in behavior, uh, we trap ourselves in fear. We're afraid to reach out. So now, Bob, tell us about your your week beyond what you've already told us, if there's more to share. Wow. You know, that's probably the highlight of my week, and, you know, that was just this morning. But, you know, I... Tibet. I just... I feel blessed that I, you know, was, uh, you know, that all of my flights were on time. You know, mm-hmm. that I have some coworkers who had six gate changes and had to stand by three times because this plane was diverted, and another coworker whose plane had mechanical problems. Most of my team was on the road this week, and it seems that everyone had, you know, quite a bit of travel drama, and I tend to usually have travel drama, but I took several flights this week and everything was on time and smooth and, you know, I need to be thankful for that and that's just one of those, you know, for me that's important, you know, for everything to run smoothly and on time and, you know, not sit on the tarmac for five hours or any of the other things that can happen. So, yeah, that was well, one of those Well, I guess things. I see something more in your week. I think your trip to Ethiopia... Oh, it yeah, is, is I was going to get bit. to that here. You know, that was... Uh, Sorry. For work. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have blown your thing then. No, that's good. <laughs> I knew where you were leading. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think, you know, I learned a, a lesson, and I think a lot of times that we, you know, we we say that we've turned something over, that we're living in the moment, and we're, we're going to let things just happen the way that they're supposed to happen even though it's something that you've visualized and something that you're trying to manifest in your life using power of um, just of, of thought or power of um, visualization and things that that I do. And, you know, I was visualizing things happening and, and saying, okay, it's going to happen. But I was also at the same, you know, and usually it's just a matter of, okay, I'm going to visualize it and I'm going to, you know, move on and it's going to happen. But I think a lot of times in our lives, even when we do that, you know, we, we might be looking at the wrong thing or looking at at it from, you know, we're not open-minded and we're not really letting it go and not yes. just allowing it yes. to happen. So yes. in this circumstance, you know, I kept saying that I had turned everything over and I was I was, you know, good with whatever happened, but I knew in the end that I was going to get to go on this trip and it's for work but you know it's fun to travel internationally for work and anywhere I go I have a good time so the it was something that I wanted to do and there's a several reasons why other than than work and the you know it kept looking like it wasn't going to happen and finally it came to a point where it really looked like it wasn't going to happen and I just accepted the fact that you know I, I wrote an email and said, you know what, it looks like you know, this is not going to happen in this time frame, and you know, I'll, we'll work with you when that time comes, when the time is right, and you know, there, you know, all things happen for a reason. And I kind of, you know, said, 
you know, and once I sent that email, I thought, you know, now I've really let it go. I haven't, you know, I've been saying that I've, quote, unquote, turned it over to God to let it let happen what should happen. But in reality, I hadn't until that moment. And a couple hours later, I get an email, everything's on. Here's, you know, what the things that we, contracts that we needed executed, et cetera. You know, sorry for the delay. Uh let's stay on target with everything that we need to get done. And, you know, and right at that point I realized, you know, I really hadn't, I really was being OCD about the situation and, you know, to the point of getting up in the middle of the night to check an email to see if things had happened. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, telling myself that, oh, oh, it's going to happen, but not really letting it. Yeah. Kind that of makes, in, in, I think I just talked in a big old circle. <laughs> I don't think you did. Uh, and I have to tell you, one of the things, I do love um, the book that you selected, Communion with God. It's one of my favorite of Neil Donald Walsh's books. I really, I don't think I often recommend books here. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <clears throat> I don't often recommend books on this program, uh, but I do recommend that particular book. And... Um, and I will, if I haven't recommended it before, I'm recommending it right now to each and every one of you because it is truly a wonderful, wonderful book. And one of the things that it talks in there about is the whole idea that we want something to happen, but then we become so afraid. And I think that fear is a part of our program today. We become so afraid that we draw the things that we draw to us it not happening. And then we say, see, there we go. I'm not important to God. God didn't care enough about me to allow this to happen. And yet we've drawn the non-happening to us out of our fear. And letting go and just letting it happen and believing we are worthy, believing we are enough, Bring such wonderful, wonderful synchronicity into our lives. And that's what I see is as you're letting it go, finally letting it go and believing it was going to happen and just moving forward, almost forgetting about it. Yep, Even I if had only for two hours. About it. I went and did my presentation, you know, and got a couple, a few hours later, I checked my email and I was like, oh, wow. You know, and that's exactly what crossed my mind was, see, you let it go. You had faith that, yes, it will happen, and it's happening. But yes. you, didn't, you, didn't let it go early. you didn't let it go early enough, and you had doubts, and you bring those doubts when you cast them out there. They do come back at you. They do, and, and we can end up squashing our own joy, my friends. We can end up tapping it down. To where it's gone. And then we use the fact that, it, as I said, I don't need to repeat myself. We then use that to say, well, you know, I knew it wasn't going to happen anyway. And, oh my gosh. So let us, this week, as, as we're going about, and I know we, we've still got time, and we do encourage you to call in, but let's this week, as we're going about, remember that we can act as angels. Remember that we are God's actors on this planet. 
we all believe in this invisible force that's God. And I'm believing, if you're listening to our show, you believe that that force can commune with you. And then now, let's take it one step further. Let's be the actors for that force. Let's let's be the ones who show love. The ones who live love. The ones who invite people to be more than they can be at that moment because of their fears. Let's help dispel fear. Let's not dream and then put the tamp, is it called a tapper or tamper? Let's not tamp it down, whatever the little thing is you do with candles. Let's dream and believe that we are worthy of having our dreams come true. Yeah, don't don't extinguish that light by bringing yes. darkness and fear around it. Exactly. Don't be afraid. Believe that your divine destiny is to be the best person you can be in any moment. That that's your nature. And be an actor then with that security. Be Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt picks up a... a a role, and he reads the script, and he makes it fit himself. Your script is written by you in every moment. And you are enough. Plain and simple, you are enough. I'm going to... um, play as in our final moments as we do our closing here I'm going to play um, Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli's The Dawn once again in keeping with the idea that we are on the dawn of change of love And I'll share with you that perhaps for me the most momentous thing this week is that we are firming up our trip to uh, Tibet. And I was reading something, I believe, on the Internet, uh, which caused me to be aware of something I didn't know before, which is that it has at times been impossible to go to Tibet and uh, that entering Tibet has been uh, very regulated. And how amazing that Bob and I would be drawn to Tibet in the year that uh, of the Olympics because access to Tibet is being allowed during this time. And, and it has really turned into a very beautiful Chinese journey for us. We're, we could see the end of the Olympics and think, we're going to see that place in Beijing. We're going to be there. 
and the luster of that knowledge. I have marked the time off at my office. I've uh, told everyone I've going, even my, my independent clients. It's just been wonderful. What a momentous thing. That is a miracle in the week for me, too. I'm going to leave Bob to close today and say to you, I send you all love. You are enough, and you are God's actors on this planet, his angels. Thank you for rising up to that role. Namaste. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for being with us today. Remember, the underlying theme of our show is compassion, and compassion is nothing if you don't take action. So let's go out there this week, be compassion, show compassion, and act compassionately and remember let love enfold you 